I was recently um, measuring out some sugar for a recipe I was cooking, and um, I have one of these uh, digital uh, weighing scales that you know you just—it's like a plate you put on. But every time you you use it, you have to reset it to zero. Uh, and it's a pretty nice feature because in this case, I was putting sugar in, and I didn't know quite how much weight the sugar was. So. You put on the empty bowl, you recalibrate it to zero, and then whatever sugar you add in, you know what the weight is. But every time you use the scale, you have to recalibrate it, because if you don't, you end up with the previous, the previous uh, reset. So if I was to use that with that bowl, and the next time I went to use it, um, well, and I wasn't using that bowl, well, it would be measuring according to the previous weight of the bull. It's a nice feature, but you know, thing, the reason why I bring that up is there, there are times in all of our lives things happen to us that, that reset or recalibrate our lives. Um, sometimes they're positive things, but most often something hits us. Something hits us hard. And when that happens, we pause and we our life gets recalibrated for us, or we allow it to be recalibrated. Um, I mean, there are instances like when you know, a friendship breaks up after many years, and you, you just wondered what, what went wrong, or there's infidelity in a marriage, or there's divorce, or, or your son does, or your daughter does something. You just like, your whole life gets, has to be recalibrated. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's hard at first. But then you have a new setting, and in that new setting, well, there's a, le- there's, a level, there's a level that is more real than ever before. The reason why I bring that up is the disciples, you see, James and John came to Jesus. They thought they knew the way to the scales. So they come to Jesus and say, Jesus, can we be sitter one your right and one your left? Thinking that this was the place where they want to be. They want to show their loyalty to Jesus. That we want to be that close to you. And, and he, he tries to tell them that they don't know what they're talking about. You don't understand what is on my right and my left. But they don't get it. You see, his throne was the cross. What they were asking to do, unbeknownst to themselves, they were asking to hang one on the right and one on the left. They didn't know that, but that's what they were asking for. Instead, in their own mind, they thought what the glorious throne would be would be a throne of power and that they would be sitting like lords, one on the left and one on the right. But Jesus knows better. Jesus knows that that's not quite the calibration, the way it works in discipleship. And so he says to them, he says, no, you will suffer, but it's different. And he recalibrates discipleship. Right in front of them. And says to them, no. If you want to be first, you've got to be last. If you want to be the master, you have to be servant. I mean, talk about a recalibration. A complete recalibration of their view of what discipleship is. I think sometimes we fall into that trap in our own lives, in our own discipleship. That sometimes we forget that discipleship, that is to follow Christ 
in our ways and our thoughts and our actions. That's discipleship. Not believing. Just to believe is not enough. Discipleship in Christ is to follow Him in that way. Is to be the servant. The one who forgives. The one who helps when it hurts. The one who understands when you'd rather not understand. The one who is kind when you don't feel like being kind. It is hard work, but that is a commitment that following as a disciple of Christ means. And Jesus says it coldly and plainly to disciples today. You're called to be a servant. When I was in... um, in Assisi, on our pilgrimage, um, I picked up that a prayer, the St. Francis prayer, and I think our Pope picked the name Francis for a reason. He wanted to recalibrate the entire church in a mindset of service to the whole world. And it's a beautiful prayer, St. Francis prayer, and I, I give it to you before. Maybe it can be our prayer this week, and we can own it. So I invite you to listen to these words. Some are, it's an original edition. I'd never heard of it before. There's a couple of extra lines I'd never heard before. So it goes, Make me an instrument of your peace. For there's hatred, me so love. For there's injury, pardon. For there is discord, unity. For there is doubt, faith. For there is error, truth. For there is Despair, hope. Where there is sadness, joy. Where there is darkness, light. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and is in dying that we are born to eternal life.